Welcome to the GUT podcast on the paper, Kyoto International Consensus Report on Anatomy, Pathophysiology, and Clinical Significance of the Gastroesophageal Junction, published in paper copy in GUT in August 2022. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of GUT and Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital Liverpool, United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Sagano from the Department of Medicine, Jiji Medical University, Tochiji, Japan. Professor Sagano is the first author on this excellent consensus report. Thank you so much, Professor, for joining me today to do this podcast. Um, we're on very different time zones, so I really appreciate your time to, to make space for this. And congratulations to you and your co-authors on this excellent consensus report. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your consensus report and why researching this area is important? First of all, thank you very much for inviting me to join this podcast program. As for your question, there have been a number of discrepancies on the classification and etiopathological issues surrounding the gastroesophageal junction. They are all important, but they require multidisciplinary approach to reach agreements among the international experts. What kind of uh, issues, then, you might ask? The first issue is the definition of barrier esophagus. Among the international guidelines, there are obvious discrepancies on the minimum length of metaplastic mucosa of the esophagus to define barrier esophagus. Also, the requirement of intestinal metaplasia is not consistent among the guidelines. This is the first one. And second, endoscopic landmarks for gastroesophageal junction adopted in these guidelines are discordant. The majority adopted the proximal end of gastric falls as the landmark, while the distal end of palisade vessels has been used as the landmark in the Japanese guidelines. So, uh, this is the second obvious differences. And the third, the presence and nature of the cardiotype mucosa have long been debated and not settled yet. For these reasons, classification of cancers arising in the gastroesophageal junction zone are ill-defined or confusing until now. So these are the issues. Uh, uh, so far, I failed to be you know, resolved among the international experts. Thank you, Professor. That's extremely clear. And it's very clear that these are fundamental issues that needed to be nailed down. So what are the new findings and recommendations from your consensus report that have been established? In order to you know, solve these uh, discrepancies and the we invited experts who have been contributed to the international guidelines as faculty members to develop a consensus. Fortunately, many of them could attend a meeting or even those who could not attend the meeting, they could contribute to the development of consensus by 
series of voting process. And fortunately, we could reach new consensus on these issues. First, a new definition of barrier esophagus was proposed. According to this new definition, neither the length criteria nor the presence of intestinal metaplasia is required, which will facilitate the diagnosis of barrier esophagus without taking biopsies. But then you have to define the starting point, namely the junction between the esophagus and stomach. For this purpose, we recommended to adopt the distal end of the parasitic vessels as a preferred landmark. As these vessels, though sometimes difficult to identify, but, is more, but are more stable and can be recognizable when properly trained. So this is the uh, margin uh, between the uh, esophagus and stomach. Then you can define in the uh, Barrett esophagus. Third, existence of the cardiotype columnar mucosa without parietal cells as an innate structure in the limited extent of the gastric esophageal junction is agreed upon. However, the extent of the genuine cardiotype mucosa is very limited, only a several millimeters at most, and in some cases totally missing. For this reason, cancer in the cardia is a misnomer in most cases, as cancers develop in a much wider area of the gastroesophageal junction were included previously. For instance, in the widely used Seville classification, type 2 cancer arising from one centimeter above and two centimeter below the gastroesophageal junction were labeled as cardiac cancer because it's much wider than the actual presence of cardiac type mucosa. Fourth, a new concept of gastroesophageal zone defined as an area straddling one centimeter proximal and one centimeter distal to the gastroesophageal junction is proposed for practical purposes in place of severe classification. Cancers arising in the gastroesophageal junction zone is proposed as a substitute, as I said, of the severe type two cancer in the junctional zone to exclude many of the gastric cancer actually are labeled as cardiotype cancer. Thank you, Professor. That's, um, it's very clear these are very important recommendations. Taking the next step forward, how might these recommendations impact on clinical practice in the foreseeable future? Well, uh, it's difficult to say, but the use of uh, the unified endoscopic landmark namely the distal end of parasitic vessels observed under proper methodology will reduce the diagnostic inconsistencies of the short segment barrier esophagus, including ultra-short type. The second, limited distribution of the cardiotype ethelium calls for a revamp of the current category of cardiac cancer or cancer in the cardiac which is also abandoned in the new WHO classification system. 
So this is a little bit in aligned and the international classification system. The third point is that adoption of gastroesophageal junction zone cancer concept will better serve to elucidate the etiology of cancers arising from this area, in particular in the distal part of the conventional serial type 2 cancer will be classified to gastric cancer. Thereby, the classification for health statistics and etiological basis, especially for the contribution of Helicobacter pylori infection, would be improved. Thank you, Professor. It's very clear it, it, it is going to impact quite a bit on clinical practice, therefore. How do you think this consensus report might impact on research priorities potentially in the foreseeable future? This is a little bit difficult to answer, but uh, as you know very well, it is not easy for busy clinicians to read these uh, voluminous documents and adopt these uh, new concepts into the daily clinical practice. Thus, our obvious first priority is to facilitate the implementation of the concept by providing practical guides how to identify the landmark, which will form the basis to identify the metaplastic mucosa, namely direct esophagus. For this purpose, studies are planned to describe the standardized methodology or endoscopic methodology to observe the gastroesophageal junctional area with and without image-enhanced endoscopy. It's now started in Japan and will be published in the future. Also important is a proper and a simple pathological protocol to identify the landmarks discriminating the esophageal versus gastric mucosa. Previously, uh, double uh, submucosal layers, mucosal uh, esophageal glands and uh, esophageal islands were actually used for identifying uh, this was the uh, esophageal mucosa. But uh, for example, a specific staining of parasitic vessels and the biopsy specimens may be important to uh, identify esophageal mucosa because it lies in the esophagus. I think in the future, an increasing awareness of this definition will impact on the endoscopic studies to more precisely describe the neoplasms arising in, the, in this zone, gastroesophageal junction zone, which are on the rise, even in the East, including Japan, of course. Well, thank you very much, Professor Sagano, for that and for doing this podcast today. I think this is a really important uh, consensus report and congratulations to you and all of your co-authors on, on it being published in GUT. It's great to hear from you in person, your key findings and recommendations. To our listeners, the link to the paper is directly underneath this podcast, so please click on that and have a look at this consensus report. And of course, please do join us in the future for further episodes of this GUT podcast. And thank you again for joining us today. Mm-hmm.